Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Grass Alone. Grass Alone podcast. All right. Um, all right, so welcome back. Um, today, I guess we're uh, talking about a few things. <laughs> no, yeah. today today I know we've touched on uh um God's grace before, but um I think today we're, we're going to talk about the um I guess contrast to that uh in a in a way, I guess. Um is maybe the false sense of grace of thinking that that we are good with God. Um when we might not be and how do we maybe tell the difference between that um i know that there's a there's a verse that comes to mind every time every time i hear somebody uh i guess let me put it this way every time um that the holy spirit discerns in me a sense of self-righteousness um, or a false sense of grace, potentially. Um, the same verse um, from Luke 6 and Matthew, I don't know, 20-something, comes to mind uh, where, you know, you come to, uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and I can't remember exactly what what he's um what they're asking him, but it's Matthew seven, Matthew seven twenty one, where um, Jesus says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father." Right. And um, and he says uh, he continues and says, "Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not?" prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness or iniquity depending on what translation you have so that just you know that gets me thinking because you know i i there's there's times where you know I've had a thought like that, you know, both before and, you know, after March of 2020, where I'm like, you know, before it was, I was scared that if Jesus showed up that, you know, that I wasn't going to be ready. And, and essentially I wasn't going to make it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then after 
it was just, you know, the, the doubts that, you know, the enemy tries to put into the minds of, of believers saying, you know, you're not good enough. You're not. A, and then um, luckily the difference is that, you know, the Holy Spirit is there to remind you, no, you know, you've, you've repented, you've, you know, you've accepted Jesus. And it's not about what anything that you can do. It's about what Jesus did, his sacrifice, his righteousness. It's not even your righteousness. It's Jesus's righteousness that is, you know, uh, in essence, we're, we're tacked on to that, to that righteousness but it's Jesus, the one who, you know, who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that verse always, not that it confuses me, but I just wonder like who exactly he's referring to because he says, you know, like you say, it says uh, many will say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name. So um, I know there's a part in, uh, I don't know, in another book in the Bible that talks about how, I think it's an Acts where, um, or maybe it's one, one of the Gospels where people are doing things or healing in Jesus' name um, and someone asks, you know, you know, they're trying to stop them and then, you know, they're told, no, don't stop them. They're, you know, doing it in Jesus' name. Um, but they don't really know, they don't really know God. Um, yeah. And there's a part where uh, someone tries to take out a demon and they're not Christian, um, but they're, the demon is like, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but I don't know you. Um, so, but, but in this case, it's saying that they actually took demons out in his name. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's referring, do you think it's referring to believers who were following God and fell away? Or do you think people who were proclaiming to be Christian or proclaiming to be believer, but didn't really have, um, didn't really believe that Jesus was, was the only way and had that relationship with him. Well, I think, well, let's go back here because I think it's a little bit of, of both, right? What does Jesus say? He says, not everyone that comes to me says, Lord, Lord, right? He says, many will say, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. So prophesied, I mean, um, I know that the name of Jesus has power. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that, you know, that that power is limited to believers only. Um, and I believe that also, um, uh, um, you know, Satan can, he's a, he's a good at imitating, you know, he's good at imitating. And so, you know, the same way that Moses, you know, turned his, God turned Moses staff into a snake, you know, um, and Pharaoh brought his wizards or whoever, his sorcerers and, uh, and they turned their staffs into, into snakes also. Um, and so, um, I think that maybe it's both, you know, both Christians and people who maybe think they're Christians, 
that's where that false sense of grace comes into question right if it's i mean if it's christians i think you have to look at some of the other parables i think matthew 13 has a ton of parables and um one of my one of my favorite parables for kind of discerning or figuring out this whole you know um being saved um issue um there there's there's something that uh, christians argue about you know can you lose your salvation um some argue that you cannot lose your salvation others argue that you can lose your salvation and so you know i guess it really depends on how well you understand what that means because you know some people will argue that you cannot lose your salvation um but that sometimes is interpreted as, oh, you have, you know, this, um, like, it falls into licentiousness where people think that what you're saying by that means that, oh, because you have salvation secure now, that now you can just go on and sin and, and whatever. Um, and so I think that the majority of people who believe that you cannot lose salvation, like, like I, I believe, um, we believe that um, you you cannot lose. Um, first of all, you can't lose something that's that's not yours or that you you didn't get yourself. Right. Um, the scripture is clear that you know salvation is God's and he he gives it to us um, by grace and you know through faith uh, you know completes that the salvation process. Um, there's still like sanctification part of it that the holy spirit you know works through you um um, but you know i think that the bible is very clear that you can not lose your salvation at the same time the bible is also very clear that you can fall away and so falling away i think um can come off as losing your salvation but um, the way I understand falling away, and again, I go back to the parable of the sower, um, you know, where the seeds fall into different places and, you know, and some, some grow like, and, and, and then can we find that parable real quick? Because that makes things to me very clear. Um, there's, there's one seed that falls on, on good soil and that seed grows and is fruitful right and and that is the salvation that that you that is you once you're saved you're you you're not gonna lose it um Matthew 13. However, however when it says falling away i think that it's you people that forfeit the opportunity to be saved um you said matthew 14 matthew 13 13 okay yeah there's like I don't know how many, par- there's a ton of parables there. Um, do you know a verse? Oh, 18. Here we go. 18? Yeah, that's when it starts to explain it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay, yeah, because I, I started like at verse 3. Okay, yeah. So therefore hear the parable of the sword. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Um, 
But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So I think this right here, it says, yet has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Um, so I think this is one of those people that might, you know, receives the gospel with joy, um, you know, might, you know, have that, you know, I think we've heard some some preachers discuss it as that first day, you know, first day love or whatever. And yeah. they have that and they're, you know, they're on fire for the Lord. And then, you know, difficulty comes or something happens and they just it just fades it just yeah. fades and goes away. And so I think that's those are the ones who might come and say, you know, Lord, like they know, you know. So, for example, my neighbor knows who Stevens is, but my neighbor doesn't really know me. Right. Right. And so, you know, if, for example, my neighbor gets sent to prison, he might say, Stevens, Stevens, you know, you can bail me out. You can be you know, you can be a witness to my character. And what am I going to say? I never really knew you because all I knew, know about you is that you're my neighbor. Right. You know, um, the difference here is that when Jesus says it, you know, he actually knows the person. And the point that I think Jesus is making here is that I didn't know you because you didn't actually know me. You just knew who I was. Right. You just you just knew you just know who I am. You don't you don't know me, and so um, I think that's the point that um, that Jesus was making. Let's see, and then it says, "Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful." Again, this could be that same another another type of of quote unquote Christian that, you know, you know, that, that, that happens, but they get fooled. They get fooled easily with this. Um, like, for example, there's this guy, I won't even name him because it just disgusts me. Um, but he goes around and I, I, we might've mentioned it before, but he goes around and he does uh, what he calls deliverance. And, you know, I do believe that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit does provide deliverance from, you know, from different afflictions that we may have spiritually. Right. And um, I don't know if you've seen like videos of people just like being prayed over and throwing up. And, um, you know, I, I'm not saying I don't believe in any of that stuff, but um, I do believe that that God heals p people spiritually. Um, I believe that the people that um that are born again, that have the Holy Spirit. Um, I don't believe that, you know, that spirit just stands by on the side and watches somebody get possessed or anything like that, you know? And so you have this guy that's going around, you know, doing all this quote unquote deliverance. Um, and like he uses the language he uses in the name of Jesus, he uses the language, the power of the spirit. He uses the language, the power of God. Um, but then 
there's so many other things that are to what they do like their whole page is only about them it's only right. about them um there there isn't like any videos where they're actually sharing the gospel with people they're they're just walking around um almost like glorified um psychics and, and they start praying over people and they just you know prophesying quote unquote prophesying um you know saying hey you know uh, i'm i'm getting a feeling of you know, this and that in your life is, is that, does that sound familiar? And it's just like, to me, it just, it sounds very, um, psychic, psychic, <laughs> you know, it just sounds to me, it's, it's, it sounds like shenanigans to, to put it mildly. Um, so, yeah. so that same, this same person, um, he's got a YouTube video where he's teaching people how to speak in tongues. Now that's a gift of the spirit, not a gift of so-and-so that's teaching you how to do it. You know, if somebody has to teach you how to speak in tongues, um, you know, I'd say run the other way because yeah. that's a gift of the spirit. That's something that, that only the spirit does in you. And yeah, I, I saw part of that video and I was just confused because like, if you look at the comments of that video, you see like people are commenting and they're excited and they're like, Hey, as I was watching this video, I started to speak in tongues, and that's the first time that this started happening. I'm like, I'm just confused by what exactly is happening. Exactly. Um, and if it's not being led by the spirit, then what exactly is going on? I mean, it might um, be it might it might be something that's led by a spirit. <laughs> Definitely not the spirit of God, because um it's just like you said, it's confusing. It's a little confusing. And we know that we serve a God that's not a God of confusion. Um, and again, when when I see these things, th that's the verse that comes to mind. It's like, these are the people who, you know, who are going to say in the end, Lord, Lord. And so, but do you think that they're provide like when they're praying for these people, like, are they actually quote unquote delivering them are they actually i mean healing I, don't, or... I don't listen i don't doubt that because remember right what is what is um the word say it says that god uh, was it romans eight twenty eight. you have to say the verse for me um oh <laughs> uh, uh, sorry um um it's Beginning uh, the look Lord, a lot like Christmas. <laughs> the, the, the Lord all, works all things, all things for the good okay, of those you. who love him, right? Yeah. And, it is 828. All right. What does it say exactly? And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. So, so um, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, I mean, I think there's a, also a part in the Bible where Paul's writing and he's talking about um, people that are preaching that, you know, that he's it's a it's my perception that Paul's not too happy with how they're preaching the gospel, how they're sharing the gospel. But he says something along the lines of at least the gospel is being shared. You know, at least God is reaching people. Yeah. And so that um, to me says that. You know, even though this guy may have his own agenda or whatever, 
or or maybe he just thinks he's really doing you know the right thing here um i don't think that that's going to limit god from from using him to actually deliver people i um i don't think that i mean i don't know i don't i really don't know but what i'm saying is is that god could use a moment like that to bring someone uh to to their knees enough to for them to look at the bible and start reading it and then yeah. start you know discerning that the holy spirit can then discern for them hey welcome welcome to the family um but now you need to step away from this person um you know and and i think that happens to a lot of people i think a lot of catholics mormons muslims have come to christ because they've actually openly with an open heart come to 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 have communion with god and they were like wait a second um the bible here doesn't match with what my pastor is saying or it doesn't match with what my friend is saying it doesn't match with what my parents are saying it doesn't match with you know what my teacher is saying and so you know that's the bible scripture is what we use to measure everything by that is the standard god yeah. has already set the standard and so you know when when it's you know when something comes up that's why that's why in the world that we live today that's why deception is so rampant right now because nobody is reading and studying the word nobody's studying the bible yeah um you know the holy spirit is not i mean the holy yeah. spirit is not going to stand down you know what i mean yeah and it's spirit is yeah and i think it's just crazy we we take so much of what the media says and so much that what we hear on the news, like we take it at first hand, like, like our first response is to believe it. Like, um, yeah. like, like the other day, I, the other day, someone said I was in the office at, at work and someone, someone yells, oh, uh, Bruce Willis died. And we're like, what? And we're like, what? That's crazy. And then we uh, do a fact check and we're like, no, that's not true first response is to believe yeah well um, at the same time on the other hand we look at the word and it's people i don't know that's yeah. right you know yeah yeah that's that's a that's a funny contrast there um yeah um i forgot what the number is but um there's is a very high percentage i think over 90% of what we believe we believe because we've heard it from someone that we love and we like and we trust and that information you know may not always be true um i mean i always encourage people you know don't take my word for it i mean read the bible if if i say something wrong i mean you're welcome to correct me i don't have all the answers <laughs> you know um again my my standard is scripture and if there's something that I don't understand, I, I, you know, I go to others. I have, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ that, you know, that I can come to and see like, hey, what, what, what is, you know, what is God revealing to you right here? Because I'm, I'm not getting it. I, I'm not getting it. Um, pastors, teachers, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, 
one, maybe two pastors in particular that I would say maybe more, more like one pastor in particular that um, I pretty much take what he says as gold. Um, I I've listened to him enough to, to, you know, to see that so far he, you know, and not to say that he won't make mistakes. He, you know, he might very well make mistakes in the future, but, um, but the good news is, is that, you know, I'm reading the word and the reason that I know that, that what he says is gold is because what he says aligns directly with scripture. And, um, you know, he's not reading, like you mentioned before, he's not reading from a book that somebody wrote, um, that talks about the Bible. He's, uh, you know, he's reading directly from the Bible and he's using the Bible to teach the Bible. So yeah. I'm assuming that's Jack. Hibbs. So again, um, <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Um, but, but what I'm saying is, is like, you know, um, and there, again, there's a few others. And, and, and the thing is that there's a few others out there, teachers that, that, that I would listen to and recommend also where there are some things like maybe some secondary issues that we may disagree on or, um, uh, but again, uh, some of those secondary issues may, may be a little bit harder to discern or they may be, and again, that might be on purpose, <laughs> you know, that might be on purpose that, that God left it am, ambiguous like that for us. Um, but, but again, um, it's, it's the way to measure it is using scripture. Um, you know, how do I, how do I know that you speak proper Spanish unless I know Spanish? Right. I can't, I, I can't understand any other way. And so if I don't know Spanish, then guess what? I need to learn Spanish so that I can then discern if when you speak Spanish, it's proper or not. Right. So this is the same way. I mean, but you're right. It's, it's interesting how people will quickly jump on the you know bandwagon of this thing happened because you know somebody in the news said this but when somebody else says no jesus saves <laughs> jesus is the way the truth and the life and nobody comes to the father except through him you're like no <laughs> yeah. i mean he's a good teacher but i don't know about all that you know, it's almost like saying, well, I believe everything else he said, but when he claimed to be God, I don't know. I know 500 plus people claimed yeah. to have seen him after his, his resurrection, but I don't know. And I know there's all this science that supports the Bible and everything, but I don't know. I know that the reason that I know that today's Thursday, December 15th, of 2022 is because you know we've established a, a timeline where it's very distinctly divided by the birth of jesus or the resurrection or the crucifixion but i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean come on um yeah i i really i don't even bother um, really getting into discussions with people that say that Jesus was a myth or that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but again, you know, we're, we're living in a time where, you know, uh, deception is rampant and it's because we're not in the word. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, the word also says, you know, that, hey, you want you want deceit? I'll, you, you, that's it. I'll give you up to deceit. Right. But, but yeah. Um, but then, you know, I'm sorry, the, 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 the verse here lists, uh, with those, with the parable finishes with, but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So what's that saying is, is that there are those who will receive the gospel and honor and glorify God with it. Right. And, and some are going to glorify God more than others, but it's not a competition. Right. You know, it's again, in fact, anything that you do is like filthy rags before the Lord, you know? Yeah. So um, we just have to, you know, we just have to stay in the word. We have to stay in the word. And, um, you know, I, I would say if you have, if you're questioning your salvation, um, you may have a false sense of grace. Right. Um, uh, or not, you may, you may totally be saved. Um, but you have that doubt that, you know, you've left room for that doubt. And it's, it's probably because you're not, you're not in the word as yeah. much as you should be. Yeah. No, when I, I mean, when I think of a false sense of grace, when I hear that, I just think of someone who is sinning continually, just thinking, Oh, God's gonna like what you, like what you said earlier, licentiousness. Yeah. Um, where it's like, God's going to forgive me anyways. But it's like, if, if that's the way we're thinking about it, then you don't understand what actually happened. Like you don't yeah. understand grace correct? and how we are undeserving and it's freely given. And like, if I understood that God came down from heaven, humbled himself, like he didn't have to, but he loved me so much that he did that. And he died on the cross for me so that I wouldn't have to face eternal wrath then like that's gonna that's gonna change that should change the way i live that should yeah. make me want to live for him like if someone were to like, like if someone were to take a bullet for me like i can't just walk away from that and be like just say thanks and then walk like i like i'm gonna try to find a way to repay to take that a bullet person. for them like yeah can i <laughs> What can I do for you? I just I don't I don't even know. Yeah. Um, well, I heard I heard a I heard a very interesting analogy um, the other day. I can't remember. Must have been on Instagram. Um, so there's this. Uh, think of it this way, and I'll, I guess I I can explain it after I. I I say the anecdote, but it's um you know it's his father and his son, and they're. They're at the um, they're at the uh, the edge of the of the lake that is infested by alligators. It's just, so you know this must be in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's infested with alligators, and the father tells the boy, "Son, I'm gonna take a nap real quick. Um, just wait, remember. Wait, where are they? They're 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 at they're on the lakeside somewhere. Okay." Uh, an uh, an alligator infested lake. Okay. 
And so, you know, he's he's on the on the, you know, like on the beach part of it, I guess, or the, you know, we're off the off the lake. He's he's son, I'm going to take a nap. Um, but do me a favor. Don't go on the boat. You know, the lake is infested with alligators and I don't want anything to happen to you. But the boy, curious enough, um, sees that when the dad falls asleep, thinks that he should go on the boat anyway against uh, against the the will of his father. And so he gets on the boat and there's, of course, so many alligators in the lake that it tips the boat over. And the kid passes out because he's scared. There's tons of alligators. So he passes out. When he wakes up, he's looking up at the sky. And he looks over. And his father has been mauled by these alligators. His father's dead. Mauled by the alligators. Survived long enough to get him out of the water to keep him safe. Now. The boy has two options. The boy can honor his father by staying out of the water, or he can get back on the boat and go back into the water. Right. Mm-hmm. And and those are the two types of people um, that exist in the world. You know, we, we have we're, we're at a fork in the road, so to speak, and we have to decide. Are we going to take the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for granted and just sin habitually uh, because he saved us? We're just going to sin habitually, um, you know, or are we going to honor you know, Christ by, like he says in his word, obeying his commands by abiding in him? Mm-hmm. So that's the choice that we make. Um, so, yeah, I heard that. I thought that was pretty powerful um, yeah. because that's exactly what happens, you know. Yeah. So people right now, they're just they don't care. They really don't care um, to people are basically saying, yeah, that lake may be infested with alligators but those alligators identify as bunnies you know those alligators aren't really there yeah if if i could just get close enough and i could tame them you know whatever whatever the excuse i mean you you fill in the excuse there Uh, again we're just we're not in the word we're rejecting it yeah and you know, Israel has rejected God long enough to know that when they rejected and dishonored God, there was consequence for that. And I think that, you know, this country and the world is is seeing the repercussions of that because it seems like everyone's, you know, rejecting God right now. It, yeah. feels, it feels that way. It feels that way. Like, you almost can't say anything without someone blowing up about something. Right. So. So, yeah. So false sense of grace. And I think, I think when I, when I think of grace, I think salvation because of um, Romans, I'm sorry, of Ephesians two, eight uh, and nine, where, 
says that we are saved by grace. Um, so that's where my mind goes. But um, but you're right. You're right. It's um, it's more than that. Yeah, and and I think we just ha- we have to be those of us who are Christian. We have to just be careful not to fall into that because it's so easy. Um, it's so easy to fall into temptation. It's so easy to give into yeah. the flesh. It's so easy to get distracted. Um, and so, like a relationship with God has to be an everyday type of thing. It yeah. can't. It can't be. I I saw him yesterday, so I don't got to spend time with him today or. I, talked to him earlier this week and I did it has to be an everyday type of thing because every day has its own challenges its own temptations and where our flesh is I think uh, our flesh is a lot weaker than we give it credit for (laughs) um and so we can't we can't afford to not spend time with God because I I think we I don't I don't think we realize and, and the word talks about it how when we do that when we spend time in the word and, and in prayer and in fasting, he sanctifies us. Like there is this, uh, you know, the Bible calls us be holy as he is holy. And the only way we do that is by spending that time with him. Just like when we're, um, when we get, to, when we're getting to know someone, the more and the more we spend time with each other, the more we start to act similarly and think similarly and so yeah. the more we spend time with God, the more we, our, our thoughts become like his thoughts and our ways become like his ways. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I agree. I concur. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, we just, we have to seek Christ, man. We have to. Um, I've have, I've had like this week, Man, this week, uh, I feel like I've just been getting attacked uh, uh, from all sides, uh, every aspect. And, you know, you said something uh, interesting or, or something that we maybe overlook sometimes. You said that the the flesh is weak, um, right? The flesh is weak, but... But we give it power when we submit to it. Right. We make it strong. And 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 in that we, you know, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I, I think, um, was it John Piper, I think he said, he said, um, in, in speaking about those that struggle with pornography, he said, "Listen, when you when when that lust kicks in and is really strong and you can't fight it," he said, "I bet you if if somebody from ISIS came in and put a knife to your mother's throat or your kid's throat and said, if you do that, I'm gonna slit their throats," he's like, "I promise you, you're not gonna do that." Yeah. He's like, so think about that. <laughs> um, and um, and I think also, uh, you know, a point that he either made or not, but that I'm going to is that, you know, if if we have to put 
ourselves in in that mindset of pretending that our family is going to get slaughtered or we're going to sin. I think we need to spend more time with the Lord because the cross should be enough. Yeah. The sacrifice, like the, the, the sacrifice and the payment that Jesus provided on the cross. I mean, the Bible says that, that he wasn't recognizable. Like he was tortured. Yeah. And how bad was he tortured that he was not recognizable? So, I mean, I mean, the, you know, Jesus talks about it, how, you know, if you're tempted to sin, you know, with your hand, cut it like that's how bad it is where you should cut it off. If your eye tempts you to sin, then take it out. Like, and it's not being, it's not telling you to mutilate yourself. Literally, yeah. But it's saying that's how bad sin is, that if something is hindering you, you got to you got to take it out. You got to do something about it. You got to find accountability for that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm thankful and grateful to say that God has freed me from that because, man, I was I was stuck on pornography for a long time. And God freed me from that. And thank God I I haven't been back to that. Amen. Um, But it doesn't mean I'm not tempted to. Yeah. And I think sometimes what we forget, and I love, like, there's so many verses, and I can't think specific ones, but there's so many parts of what Paul writes where he adds to it where he says it's through Christ, it's through God's strength, because we can't do it alone, because again, our flesh is super weak. We can't just say no to our flesh by ourselves. We need Christ, and we need him every single day, Um, because the temptations that we used to, like, they're still, I think, because we are still in our flesh, they're still going to be temptations, Um, but through him, you know, he can provide us, like, true freedom from it, where where if the thought comes we'll be like no if the thought comes we'll be like okay i need to spend time with jesus right now because yeah uh, yeah i can't let that happen yeah i mean do do what you gotta do man um but i mean we we got to i mean that doesn't the bible say to flee from sin yeah it doesn't say fight or confront it or <laughs> yeah. it says flee you know um who was it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Joseph who, oh, who the queen wanted to sleep with him and he just he just ran? Yeah. Right. Um, and so, I mean, we have to do that. We have to flee. So um, I know that there's people that, you know, talk about, you know, confronting Satan and rebuking Satan and all of that. But it's we don't do any of that stuff man i i in fact my prayers have changed because i used to fall into the you know uh, you know i i i cast this in the name of jesus i cast it out and it's like nope when you look um what what was it there's an there's an angel somewhere in the bible where even the angel says that that it's that calls on the lord to to cast out or do something i can't remember 
and it's um and and the angel himself calls on the lord to do it like not even the angel tried to try to do it himself so yeah i just can't remember where it is yeah it doesn't sound familiar you make me look for it now is old testament or new testament stuff i think new new no well sounds like old testament um let me see um but yeah yeah i can't um i can't think of it now um if you want to add to add anything while i look for it maybe we can um maybe i can find it no, I mean, uh, just think of the verse that says, uh, do all things for the glory of God. And so, um, you know, whenever those struggles come, like we have to think, does this does this glorify God or not? And you mentioned earlier, you know, how when we sin, it grieves the spirit. Um, and I, I think sometimes we don't cons- we like we don't consider how sin makes God feel sometimes we just consider how it makes us feel um and how it feeds our flesh and it's just interesting because like if if like I I think it says what we think about God when we when we deliberately sin when we know that something is sin and we go out and do it obviously we're going to sin because we're we're still broken but um but if we're not actively trying to uh, be sanctified we're not trying uh actively trying to you know improve in a particular area of our lives when we're struggling with sin then then what is our thoughts about god what are our thoughts about what he did on the cross um because if for example if, if i am in love with someone if i love someone and i know that doing something specifically will hurt them um, and it's actual love, then I'm going to do everything in my power not to do that thing that hurts them. Yeah. Um, not to say those things that hurt them. So um, it's just, you know, we have to ask ourselves, how, you know, what what is our view about God? And if it's, you know, if it's not what it should be, then it should push us to want to spend that, you know, more time with him. Um, and it's something that we have to be intentional about, like, um, just like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you're intentional about talking to that person every single day, you're intentional about, um, setting up dates and, you know, different things. So are we intentional about setting time with God or, or are we just giving him the leftovers? Um, and then sometimes when life gets busy, it's easy to give him the leftovers. Um, but he wants us, yeah, he wants us to like I said, be intentional about our time with him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You couldn't find it. No, I couldn't find it. Um, it's all good. Let's see. Yeah, I can't find it, but I know there's there's a there's a part somewhere, man. I. It's like the the angel is there with someone, and um, instead of the angel casting out um, the demon or whatever, um, 
he calls on God to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh well, maybe we can look into it and then come back next time with it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So again, we just want to uh, reiterate that um, you want to you want to be in scripture. You want to. Um, if you have some of these questions about, you know, salvation or grace, then, you know, that is a, a litmus test to for you to identify that, you know, you need to you need to read the Bible more. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, <laughs> you guys can find us on ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for Twitter, which is Christ Alone Pod. And our number is 407-796-2881. Um, you know, hit us up with your questions, suggestions, or prayer requests. Again, that number is 407-796-2881. Amen. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. And if, and if we, don't... we don't see you. <laughs> go for it. No, no, say it because you, you're the one that knows it. <laughs> if we don't see you next week, we'll see you in the clouds. Yes. Amen. Amen.